G'day. We're coming in from the darkness to bring you light. This is episode 36 of FIA Goes PC. We're all back. When I say we're all back, some of us are front. I am here as always. I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale, with me to my left, which you won't see because it's a podcast, it's just audio, is our producer, our very famous, amazing producer, does so many things for us. Say hello. Hello. Not that famous. Pretty famous. To me. Thanks. You're welcome. That's the voice, the dulcet tones of Winifred Mark. And next to her, on her left, and my extreme left, again, you won't be able to see this because it's just audio, is, and we have brought him back. We have brought him back from the dead several times using recovery items that we found whilst playing Final Fantasy, I don't know, 20, 26? I don't know what it's on. It's on something crazy. Yes, that is right. He is here. It is the Unicorn Slayer, a.k.a. Pete, say hello. Hello, and I think you'll find there weren't recovery items, they were just cans of lager. Same thing. Different RPG. They're the same to me. Different RPG, but it's the same thing. But this is going to be an exciting one today. Basically, we've, we've taken a, a pause of the cause from filming uh, for, for just reasons unbeknownst to man, mostly because... We have, we need a break too, kids. And basically, we're going out. We've got our busiest week of filming coming up ahead. So it's going to be pretty brutal on the old podcasties. We're going to do quite a lot of catch-ups in the next couple of weeks. But today, we're going to reset back to the three-question formats. We've also had an extra question come in from our good buddy in Bristol, Will. Hi, Will. How you doing? Hello. (laughs) But he's been listening intently. Love him. He's a good dude. Uh, we've talked about him quite often. He's actually been on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Will. That's the Will that we're talking about. <laughs> it's very confusing because my cousin is also called Will. And I do say hi, Will, my cousin as well. Hi, Will. How you doing? Just hello to everybody called Will. Pretty much. Uh, it, it, Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially that guy. You know, Shatner. Wh- old William Shakespeare Shatner. Yeah, he was a good dude. Uh, Star Trek and uh, some of the best uh, beat poets of all time <laughs> right there. Actually, both of them have done poetry. That's weird. <laughs> okay, so moving on. So it's the three-question format. We are going to just uh, give you a bit of a week update of what's been going on. We've had a bit of a, a relaxed week. Just the calm before the storm, I would say, before we start whacking out more of these episodes. We've had an interesting time because we've just invested kids for a very special couple of presentations that we'll be doing in the series two. We've just got our GoPros, haven't we, Win, It's taken many, many a moon. Yeah, I've been delaying this purchase for a long time, (laughs) ever since it's come out. Yeah, pretty much. We were there for the first generation and we got the uh, cheap knockoff. Uh, but it served as well. It wasn't. It was like a, an alternative company that's gone bust, Yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. <laughs> hence, hence the cheap knockoff. Um, yeah, but, you know, like, when we first saw it, we thought it was a bit gimmick savvy at that time. It was a bit too, um, you know, early days, really. We've had to wait for the seventh generation. So here we are. We're, uh, we're, we're up to date, yep. which is nice, isn't it? Yay. But we're going to use those in a way that no one's ever used them before. And no... Not from the point of view of a toilet. No. Even though... Strap them to our feet. Yes, exactly. That's... So you can all see where we're walking. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, a toilet cam is wrong. So if any of you kids out there have a GoPro, they are waterproof. Don't use it in the basin of a toilet facing up because it's wrong. And I I might have put that out there and we're going to see some very bad toilet humour. Anyway, moving along. 
So where we are now, we did the GoPro hunt. We also ended the day with, uh, well, if you're Japanese, you'll understand this, yakiniku, which is Japanese barbecue, which was One Piece themed. So if any of you guys are into anime and you, you know you're a One Piece series, it's pretty interesting having a meal with the entire soundtrack on repeat, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. I felt like I was juicy bound to eat things faster <laughs> when all the, uh, you know, the, the team crew kind of music kept kicking in. So, yeah, yeah it was weird. Plus, I was singing along in Japanese. Well, bad Japanese. More like Brummy Japanese. It was, a, Japanese. It was a strange one. Yes. So, Pete has no idea what we're saying. But what's your... Nope. your, your you've had a few days to yourself. Have you been doing oh. anything interesting? Um, Not majorly. It's just been, like you say, just been chilling out, getting ready for next week. I think you've been hunting a lot of Pokemon, though, haven't you? I have. I thought I'd uh, have a wander around the local area and uh, see what I can find. And what, what I found was more shopping malls. Yeah. <laughs> they are everywhere. They really are. It's a condition. <laughs> but uh, did you find any interesting Pokemon for the kids out there? Uh, well, the new series has just been released. So luckily, because they've got regional exclusives, I get Asia's regional exclusive before I go home. Yeah. So nice. you, I can't nice. tell you what it's called. I won't lie. <laughs> Basically, this is what a Unicorn Slayer does. When there's no unicorns, he hunts Pokemon. <laughs> He's got to hunt something. Yeah, exactly. It's in, my, it's in my nature. So did you take your spear out? Yeah, yeah. Good. And you caught a lot of them? I, I, I caught a lizard. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah did it toast it up? Real that wasn't nice. a Pokemon. That was just a lizard. Did you, did you have a lizard s'mores? Yes. Which is what they're famous around here, to trap a lizard with some marshmallow on some wafers and then barbecue. It's very good. Like, very local delicacy. delicacy. It, it is a local delicacy, yeah, whatever yeah. that word is. Yes. But we're going to move on. So that's what we've been doing. Uh, we've been hunting GoPros while the Unicorn Slayer hunts Pokemon, obviously, <laughs> in, in shopping malls of all places. Weird. So um, any uh, good food food advice to the kids in Hong Kong? Anyone visiting in? Have, have you discovered anything recently? Maybe at McDonald's, which is your sponsor, solo sponsor. It might as well be. Pretty much. They have got the new spicy chicken fillet burger. They have. On offer, which is very nice. And one with pineapple. I, I am not going anywhere near that. Well, of course, it's uh, got too many healthy yeah. variations. There's a double version of that, too. There right? is, yeah. They like doubling things. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a double Big Mac switches to the double spicy McChicken McMuckmuck, whatever that is. Uh, yes, so, <laughs> so anyway, moving on from the crazy place. Um, yeah, so, okay, let's just have a little look. See, I'm just trying to get my uh, papers organized. By that, I mean my phone, which is, by the way, offline, so it doesn't interrupt this broadcast. If anyone's doing a podcast, sometimes... The phone creates weird background noises, like you know, I've got a text. Um, I <laughs> luckily no one, no one actually texts me, so it's all good. But yeah, my questions are locked and loaded. Uh, we've got a bit of time though, so anything else interesting happen? Anything happened to you, Winifred? We we never hear about your week really. Anything happened this week that was fun, different? See, uh... long pause. That's that's always good for. <laughs> for radio I have normal sized hands. Thank you very much. Do you? Yeah. Not long pause. Oh, okay. Well, well I mean, it's not that interesting. <laughs> risque talent. Yes. But I went to the wet market. You did? We, we yeah. all joined you. The first time since I got back this trip. Round, Might want to so... explain what the wet market means because it sounds like a swimming pool featuring <laughs> stuff in it. It was essentially an aquarium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of varieties of pets to be had. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's basically a market where uh, the produce goes directly to these sort of stalls. It's like a farmer's market. Yeah, basically. 
Yeah. So you can get fresh fish and vegetables and Well, yeah, fruit. like anyone who's listening around the world right now, if you're in the USA, it's kind of like uh, a mixture of, say, what you guys get in your farmer markets, especially in Los Angeles, there's one sort of Hollywood way. It's kind of like that, but indoors, but everything is so fresh, some of it is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're in Spain, it's kind of standard practice mm-hmm. if you've got a local market in your region. And if it's the UK, it's kind of like going back many years to the old boring, to be honest. The old boring used to operate like that. If you're in Birmingham still, the, the boring market, especially the food size, still is pretty much a wet market mm. by our terms. Yeah, but most of it's dead there. It is. It's kind of nicer when it is alive because you have an option. It's kind of one of those gauges, like the angels on my shoulder or the devils on my shoulder. Do I take this home and roast it and have it as dinner? Or do I just have a very big fish for a pet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, aside from it being so fresh, I just like that it's a lot cheaper than, yeah. you know, the supermarket. It's kind of like if you're a chef or a budding chef. Yeah. It's your dream. Yeah. It's like you can't get fresher than this. It's pretty much amazing as well. And the thing that surprised me going there, because we went on a different day altogether. Yes. But they were more haggling and more focused on the vegetables. Uh, that was also because we arrived after five o'clock and uh, they are trying to get rid of their stock. So it was like three baskets for like $15, which is like one pound 50. Yeah. But it's it's really kind of exciting to see this kind of stuff again after you've been used to everything being pre-packed mm-hmm. back home in the UK, which is your standard supermarket experience. But it's just cool. It's an exciting place. It was quite fun walking around because we kept seeing like there was three actually we went to Mm -hmm. or two because the first one literally was like the boring it was literally like almost a carbon copy of going back into the 80s early 90s that was a smaller one as well it was we had more sort of like food stalls rather than vegetable stalls yeah yeah and they also sell things on the side like um i think there's bag shops and things like this in the in the whatever but if you're in hong kong there's the old school ones, which are absolutely fascinating and amazing. You sort of, every district sort of has one of these things, and it's huge. It's almost a centerpiece of the area you're in. But the ones that we went to are new estate ones, which kind of nod to me, more Japanese in style, like Okinawa. They have a famous uh, market in Okinawa. It was more like that, but on a smaller scale. But really cool to see it. So if you're listening in Japan... Uh, we love your markets. Uh, they look fantastic. We'll let you know what we think of Tokyo's various ones when we get there. But if you're in Hong Kong, that's just great to see. It's great to see it's still active. It's still more preferable to a lot of people. And it's it's good to see because, you know, coming from England, I think Pete and I can testify. It's a bit sad that we don't have stuff like that now. It's very uncommon. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think it's a lot more difficult in England. It is now. Yeah, mm. for sure. But it used to be the way everything was. You yeah. Know? You'd have stock for a day and it'd all go and there you go. You know, it's it's first come, first serve. And now it's all what you want when you want it. Convey about machiny kind I think of it's stuff. the change of the distribution channels. Yeah, yeah. Because before the farmers, because you guys have tons of farms, right? Mm-hmm. It would just go directly to the market, to the, you know, the shoppers. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, let's just, you know, have one distribution channel into the supermarkets yeah i mean it, it's interesting actually to state that because when we we're in york before we came out here it still maintains its old sort of style of the uh you've got the shambles market mm-hmm. and everything is quite similar to old you know basically how Birmingham was how redditch was how worcester is blah 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 because worcester does that thing every christmas would have an amazing christmas market so if you're ever in 
uh, Worcester area. It's just worth checking out around Christmas. Very time. cool, very cool. Very cool because yeah. it's winter. It's freezing. So uh, they, they had a theme last time we were there. Like, they did, yeah, Victorian. Everyone was dressed up Victorian. Yeah, so era. like steampunk mm. fans dream. I was going to say something different, but dream. We'll stick with that. <laughs> but yeah, so enough about markets. <laughs> Do you know what the market price in the market is right now? No idea. Okay, so we're moving on. Um, we also we we sort of explored bits and bobs, and we went to a few new places. Mm for some stuff but uh yeah we've 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 had a bit of a relaxation week we played a lot of Catan. we did yes. play we, we're getting heavily into settlers of Catan <laughs> right now which is kind of tradition for us mm. when we're uh wherever in production we always seem to rope everyone in playing Catan. i think it's uh tactical genius is what i think what's what's your thoughts of Catan win big fan it's like going to the wet market it is <laughs> It's exactly like a, yeah, yeah, yeah Astro Rocks. And, the same, yeah, so yeah. It's 100 same, it's exactly the same experience. Mm-hmm. There is a virtual reality Catan coming out, by the way. I saw the uh, the tech roll of it, yeah. Uh, you, so you actually have to pick the sheep up to be able to trade them? Yeah. So, well, not really quite full on. I mean, that's only a matter of time before just, it becomes... Just throw them at somebody and they become well, a no, brick. It's, it's basically <laughs> you're playing the game like we were mm. but with vr masks on so you play it internationally around the world and everyone's got an avatar and you're sat in a living room playing Catan with each other that's so you really can cool. actually see each other yeah Weird. so you really don't need friends anymore in the future <laughs> that's what that's gonna look like any excuses danny well you know i like uh i like pixel friends <laughs> i think if you lose as well you have the option of slicing their heads off you know because it's not actually a uh, homicide in the virtual world but it might be one day yeah because uh, it's actually, this is an amazing deviation. If you think about it, right, in the future, when all of these in-game currencies, you know, that you have, like GTA's got it, EA Sports and all this stuff have it. If you have in-game currency, your avatars can actually have value. And in the future, in a virtual reality, if that becomes default gaming and you murder someone in it, essentially could probably be tried virtually for murder because they're worth so much. I think you'll find there's already been cases in Japan. Right. Um, Is it Second Life? Oh, yeah. The game, I believe, I don't think it was murder. Um, I think it might have been theft or something. Right. Due to, obviously, them being worth something. But there have been cases. There's been cases in World of Warcraft too, I believe. Like some hackers and stuff like this. So this is where we're going, folks. When it becomes a virtual reality, if it was going to be virtually a reality, there needs to be a police division in a VR world to, to stop all you guys killing each other and stealing your in-game currency. That's fascinating. <laughs> so if you're at university right now and you need a thesis, there you go. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay? We like to help people on this show. Well, we do have a space police force being set up, don't we? So why not we a virtual do. one? We do. The space police force is interesting because if you have empty spaces in your city... It does need to be policed. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's exactly that's what exactly. I mean. It's yeah, nothing yeah. to do with Martian invasions. No, nope, not at all. Right. Speaking of which, <laughs> we saw a anomaly. We haven't discussed this before, but we, we watched for about a week, maybe two weeks, something in the sky. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, and we, yeah. we first thought it was a star. Or but, a satellite. Or a satellite, but it wasn't blinking, and it was moving very slowly. It started off about... In the in the map of the sky, I'm going to give you guys because obviously I have no idea in distance, but it looked about two inches from the moon, <clears throat> and then it kept spreading throughout the week. It kept spreading further south. I had a theory 
It was the Indian space mission. Yeah, but that crash landed on the moon and they haven't heard from it since. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the ISS. You do. The International Space Station. It could have also been a legitimate alien invasion. It could have been, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Maybe they were gearing up for the Area 51 raid, just keeping an eye. Yeah, maybe that was In how case it they're started. Uncovered. That's yeah. that could it, you know. Uh, but we there is life on the moon, obviously. <laughs> um, it just crash landed. Uh, anyway, moving on. So I find well, actually, it's an interesting story about things in space, especially Indian uh, lunar landing mm. probe, because they were going for the dark side of me. They were, they? yeah. Obviously, listening to Pink Floyd all the way up. I'd be disappointed if they weren't. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it seems like it needed a tannoy system <laughs> that was blurting it out all the way. I think that would have been that would have been a successful space mission. So just to reiterate, because I haven't heard this, and you are our weekly news report, <laughs> being a unicorn, so you get out way more than I do. There is actually a thing like space police happening. No, there's been um, there's been a case recently where uh, an astronaut on the ISS, I think it was, um, was accused of. Um, doing something with her husband's bank, right? Um, her ex-husband's bank, um, transferring money or something. And it's brought up the whole idea of who's got jurisdiction there. That's interesting. Right, because they were doing it from space. Because they were doing it from space, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. if it's in America, it's under American jurisdiction, yeah, etc. Yeah. But who's got jurisdiction over space? Yeah, that's an in- it's a bit like crimes done um, mid Air, isn't it? Or but, international yeah. waters. Well, we've, we've, we've got international law to cover international yeah. waters. Right. Yeah. You know, we haven't really got anything that covers space at the moment. It's very strange. Yeah. That's, I think that's definitely a Tim Burton murder case film <laughs> in, in the future. So, actually, that's a good segue again, because we loosely, because we've been doing random questions for quite a long time, mm-hmm. we wanted to actually start building up a central theme. Loosely today, folks, the questions are all going to be based on entertainment or the entertainment industry or going out and watching stuff, be it whatever. We've all got a different reason for this. I've got my three questions, which will be cool. I think, Pete, have you got yours now? I have. Groovy. So it's going to be loosely an entertaining theme or entertainment theme, I should say. It's always an <laughs> entertaining, entertaining yeah. Well, yeah, let's hope so. Um, I'm not going to ask uh, any of you guys your position on Norwegian politics. What we're going to move towards <laughs> is something different. But I just want to wrap up the space thing because it's very interesting times in space. Obviously, China have been building farms in space and things like this, which you guys saw. This is what's happened in our mm. time. We should have really noticed our time off. You guys went to an expo, didn't you? A science fair yeah. here in Hong Kong. Yeah, it was... Uh an exhibition of different companies in China who are developing various kinds of technologies that are being used in space. So there was like a giant pumpkin that apparently was uh, grown in space. Yeah. Uh, And they had videos and showing that basically they're experimenting and it's really, really interesting. And it's not really in Western media. Yeah, it's not really being discussed too heavily, um, the actual things that China's doing in space, which I feel is probably smart because obviously... If you have successes, you then tell the world you have successes rather than uh, basically the American approach or the Russian approach or even India recently or even the UK, where you actually tell everyone you're going to send a probe up to Mars and it never gets there. I just want to add that the exhibition wasn't space focused. It was actually agriculture focused. Mm-hmm. So they were also experimenting different ways of irrigation mm-hmm. and you know areas that might not have the right kind of resources for farming. You can make it uh, you know, a pr- productive farmland now. Yeah, so what we're going to get, kids, is instead of having a farm simulator, 
on your phones <laughs> and whatever. It's going to be a space farm simulator with the space police, space cities, and uh, really bad Indian probes that are somewhere on the moon. So these are all just new add-ons to the farm simulator. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where it's going. This is the expansion pack. Sim, SimCity Lunar Edition. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. very good. So, uh, yeah, but it's kind of interesting stuff because we don't really incorporate that too much into the podcast. It's quite a nice area. I also think that I had a very good business opportunity where you rent a space out. It's just a shop front, right? So you walk into a shop, a high street shop. It's called Space, which gets everyone curious. And they actually charge people for just being in the shop. So you cover your tax of the shop and the rental tax, right? Just by charging people for walking to the shop. So you just need a till upstairs. It's a double unit. A little uh, beaded curtain that you walk through. And as you go upstairs, you've been like, well, you've been here for a minute and a half. That's uh, £2.50. And that's, and that's how it works. So you're literally creating a space shop. That's very cool, isn't it? If you called that modern art then you'd probably make a lot of money from it. You probably would. Mm -hmm. But I I thought it would be an interesting experiment, even on an ITV or Channel 5, because no one (laughs) likes some TV show. Well, ITV's all right. It's okay. It's a bit Saturday night, Blackpool, but it's okay. But basically, you have that concept, like a Big Brother reality show, and it'd be very interesting on a human spectrum to see what people do with the shop, because it's literally just space, right? So you could almost set up a community centre by accident, where people just have a getaway to do whatever they want in, but they, they're charged time. It's a very interesting thought. <laughs> if any of you out there and you're really bored and you want a good TV pitch, there you go. Try it out. We'll be fans of it. But you owe me 15% commission because that's, that's my fee. Good. So moving on, we're now into the entertainment. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen any um, native Hong Kong television yet in your hotel room? Well, no, because I can't understand any of it. Is there any uh, Western channels on there? Yeah, we've got Discovery or right, right, National right. Geographic. So you haven't got TVB Pearl or anything like this? I don't think so. Interesting. So you've literally, if you if you have basic television, you're just watching Chinese stuff? I've, I've got Netflix. You do? Yeah. And it's seen anything on Netflix recently? Worth a I've, I've just been watching Lucifer back to back. There you go, yes. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm almost through that. We're about halfway through season three. That's crazy. So I've only got another season and a half to go. See? See what happens when you leave him on his own for a week. He just crunches down. What's your what's McDonald's your, and Netflix? What's your snack to have when you're watching Lucifer? What's your thing to eat if you're in your room watching Lucifer? Um, generally souls. Yeah, yeah, it's a good They're thing. Very to have. naughty people. Well, there is a lot of fish nearby in mm. the market, so yeah, good good Dover sole, <laughs> bit of a lemon sole, any old sole will do, <laughs> unless you're eating shoes. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that's all good. We've uh, we've been watching Netflix. Again, it's kind of limited here because Amazon is quite restricted here. Uh, it hasn't really kicked in here yet in Hong Kong. It's available, but it's really loose. Um, we discussed about Crunchyroll a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to anime, whatever. But on Netflix, it's quite cool out here because there's a lot of different options. It's sort of a hybrid. It's more like the American programming. Yeah. But it's it's been interesting for me because... We've been kind of watching all the Big Bang Theory stuff. Um, we got into that really late. We've been to LA when all the hubbub was, you know, it's super hyped, biggest show, whatever. I caught up with Sunny in Philadelphia before I left, which is worth a mention because it's an amazing, amazing show. My friend in Liverpool, Dave. Hi, Dave. Um, 
We all say in our same friends, it's it's starting to feel like we've got a we've problem. We've only got about yeah, three friends between about us, yeah. Five rotating friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, Dave called Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's perfect. The real life South Park. I think that that's <laughs> probably sensible. Really good show. Uh, it's really good on so many levels, especially if you're an ex film student or whatever, because you, the way they do everything is like an honest budget. It's never been too hyped up. It's always been pretty much a similar thing. Kind of as exciting as Clerks to me mm. when Kevin Smith did Clerks. But um, we've been watching those, so Sitcom Central. I've also got into, we did this in Spain actually a few years back. We watched series two i think but it's uh money heist real name one and two yeah casa de paypal if you're spanish yes but they changed it because it sounded too similar to house of cars didn't it when mm-hmm. when you translate it we don't know don't know the reason but it's an amazing series emanating from madrid really 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 good probably up there with breaking bad if any of you have netflix and you haven't given it a shot but you've seen it pop up yeah. It's definitely worth a check out if you don't mind subtitles. And it's a great segue to my first question. But before we do that, <laughs> before we go there and we start asking each other stupid questions, we're going to talk to you about if you're ever stuck in your hotel room in Hong Kong like the Unicorn Slayer is, you got a need to look good. Just in case there's any paparazzi outside, really tall ones because Hong Kong is quite high up. So really tall paparazzi or really determined paparazzi with drones. We're talking the ultimate watching TV attire, and it is our buddies, our Hong Kong exclusive buddies, Hobo Baits. You can find all of the Hobo Bait apparel. There's loads, close to all seasons. You can find it at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Hobo Bait. So yeah, all of the apparel, it's all up there. And we've been very kindly gifted for the entire uh, series two and beyond our character shirts which they've just given us for free amazing of them so yeah it's it's just an awesome site it's very funny uh funny prints uh kind of unique very different so if you're looking for a new t-shirt ready for summer if you're looking for things to just keep warming in the winter etc etc it's all there that's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo baits Hong Kong based company but also within the Teespring community so go there now don't be stupid can we talk about what's on the shirts I don't know because I wanted to say that I really liked Pete's shirt oh yeah Pete's shirt's yeah. great the one he's wearing right now well it, it kind of <laughs> links to the question as well yeah no no it's yeah. fine well we've wrapped up I mean there's spot but our sponsor being Hover Bay it's really cool like sort of a grassroots thing in hong kong but they're just really good it's it's very unique it, to me it kind of reminds me of surf shops back in florida when i was a kid mm. which i loved that was actually my dream mm. to be uh, running a surf shop do you, yes. remember, do you remember what your shirt says which one the beer one. Oh yes well you're seeing a series That's what, say, yeah you know you're seeing a series we don't want to spoil the surprise i've seen on the series win's gonna break it a scene on the series win's favorite shirt is Feed me beer and I'll get rid of your unicorns. There you go. There you go. So uh, it's also true. It's very true. He will get rid of it. It is completely true. It's very true. Yeah. That's and a new I'm wearing that to download next year. Well, you might have a... They've, they've uh, actually set up on the uh, Discovery Channel your own series, which is like Ghost Hunters, but you actually fight unicorns mm-hmm. to the death yeah. with, with chopsticks. It's an amazing series that they're going to come out. But that's the segue. Thank you, Hobo Bait. Just one more time. We've done the plug. They are a season-long sponsor. And beyond, maybe. I don't know. 
But they're being really kind. They obviously like our show because they've done a lot of stuff themed around it. So mm -hmm. that's kind of awesome. But yes, moving along, what we're going to do is we're going to now do the three-question format. Do we want to start Unicorn Slayer as always, or do we want to start from my side? What do you reckon? I'll go for yours. Yeah? Mix it up a bit. Okay. The segue for me is we talked about casting PayPal. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good, well, money heist, for those that don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Casa de Papel, not PayPal. I don't, it's PayPal. I don't think it's the house of PayPal. It is the house of PayPal. <laughs> I, I, I like to call it PayPal. Some because, unintended advertising there. Well, I mean, it's very convenient, a house of PayPal. Yeah. yeah it's better than a bank. Uh, you just need a card and it's a house. That's exactly what a bank is. I think it's Airbnb. I think it's a new take on Airbnb. Castle we start plugging things that we're not being paid for. Sorry. Anyway, watching that series, because I used to have almost semi-fluency in Spanish, and watching that series is, is great because it reminds you of a lot of things that you've forgotten in the colloquial Spanish. Like PayPal. <clears throat> like PayPal, exactly. Or people, or whatever you want. But basically, it's an amazing series, really well done. But it's kind of like, it's my most random question. I'm going to start this off. Because... In watching that, it kind of makes me appreciate language skills. So, my first question is, to all of you, including myself, if you woke up tomorrow and could speak any language fluently, what would it be? I think, I think if you'd have asked me a few months ago, yeah, I'd have probably said either German or Spanish, because I've, I've, I've studied both of them, and I love both of them. Yeah. However, since I've been here... And you realise just how completely different the languages are out here. I think I'd probably say Chinese. So Mandarin, Mandarin Cantonese. Mandarin, yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. If I didn't know Chinese, I would have said Chinese mm. too, because it is really hard to learn from I scratch. I can't... The one word that I've learned so far, I can't even say it properly. Yeah. I, I get laughed at when I say it, which I've got no problem with, because at least I'm trying. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does It does sound like you're dribbling when you say it. It's exactly. very good. Well, yeah. I probably am. Yeah, probably, probably, probably. It's a good answer for many reasons, because if you actually woke up fluently, you can read and write it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing, uh, like, as a language, it's super difficult, like yeah. the brushstroke and all the forms. So, yeah, that great answer. Win. you're already fluent in a lot, so... Uh, yeah, well... I would say Japanese. I am learning it right now, but I mean, obviously there are nuances to the language and they have three alphabets and there's a lot of history for each kind of uh, usage, even though they do use some Chinese words, the application is entirely different. So I would say Japanese for sure. Right. Right. Well, I, I'm still waiting to be fluent in English. So my, my whole... Another feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My whole desire is, you know, like to wake up actually being able to speak any language would be nice. I've got um, yum yum down, but uh, English is a bit different. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to do universal sign language. Mm. Is there like, such a thing? For the whole universe. No, so there isn't. I've elected to be fluent in a language. Didn't specify if it exists. So I would wake up <laughs> and be... An alien language. Then you wouldn't need a Google Translate. <laughs> no, but you would need to wait the 300 or so years for an alien to turn up and it be socially accepted. Okay, carry on, carry so on. So I, I would say sign language, let's just say go-to sign language, only because it's sort of very cool in many different reasons. That's a really good answer. You know. So sign language, I mostly because when I'm driving my car, which I don't have a license to do, so when someone else is driving my car, which I don't actually own, uh, when someone is driving me, there we go. When you're in a taxi. 
when I'm in, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Or Uber, <laughs> or whatever. Or Uber heli- taxis, or Uber helicopter, or Uber or private hire vehicles to be Uber, technically Uber direct. flying saucer. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing signs but having no idea what they say. So that's why I want sign language. You see, you get it. Oh God, it's awesome. But uh, no, I I think sign language is very good because it's a kind of a cheat. Because uh, so many people do use it, and it would just be a great way of communicating. You basically both stole my immediate answers anyway, <laughs> being Chinese and Japanese, because that is, I think the Mandarin rise as well in, in the world uh, as a language is quite important. Yeah, yeah. Spanish, especially business. I think Spanish, if you've got a basic understanding of Latin languages, mm. you're, you're pretty good. And it just sounds nice, Spanish. Oh, amazing. Whatever you say, it sounds it's lovely. Nice. Spanish would have been my second. Well, here's the thing. If anyone's listening from France, Spain, Italy, or any of the Romantic languages, uh, we hate you because your language <laughs> just sounds amazing. We all sound like dogs barking, and you sound like you're... Well, we'd all marry you in a, in a second, wouldn't we? Antonio Banderas said... Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Just speaks five words to you, and you're, you're already... Go, like, Hello, Puss in Boots. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's where I was going. I've been about. expecting you. Exactly. Okay, so my second question, folks, and we'll aim this again to the Unicorn Slayer. What, in your opinion, is the greatest film genre of all, and why? That's a good one. It's a good one. I've never been one of those because obviously you guys have got a lot more in depth. Well, just, just with you got to think a bit more tactically with this because mm, you can you can get personal with it or you can think monetarily. Mm. What is the greatest film genre of all time yeah, and why? Can be in multiple ways. We'll try and cover the three of our answers. It depends on what you say. <laughs> so go because pers- personally I love a good kind of I, I, I love thrillers uh-huh. that kind of not quite horror because yeah. the horror's just well thrillers kind of crossing lines now with horror quite a lot yeah certain things in, in it's got to have that depth to it though to be a thriller it does it's got to work the mind yeah rather than just sit there and go ah yeah which obviously we all do which is a puppet show for kids yeah exactly, exactly yeah, yeah. sooty and sweep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> punch and judy or richard and judy whatever uh they, they were puppets too moving along sorry bit of a nod to itv again uh okay <laughs> I, I love itv i'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure what i'm saying um anyway so okay so thriller it's my probably my personal favorite your yeah. personal greatest genre of all time is yeah. thriller. it's it's an interesting one that's a good it's a good answer I think you'd be surprised. I think that is actually quite an accurate portrayal and probably the top three genres going right now. Because like I said, there's been a lot of blending. I think The Ring, when that came out, was the American uh, remake mm-hmm. of the Japanese original. Yes, I remember that, watching that when it came out. Well, that kind of changed horror as a yeah. genre 100%. And without... I was 15 when it came out, so I just about... Because it was 15 yeah, 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 yeah. over in England. That's a I... hell of a way to... Yeah. Go into a baptism of uh, horror stroke thriller. Well, my friend actually had to leave the cinema yeah. halfway through it. Well, that's only because he'd wet himself. It's fine. It yeah. has that effect. Yeah, I, I just was, sat in it and carried on watching. I was disappointed with The Ring because I, I just thought it went round in circles as a story. Um, yeah, there you go. So moving along, I, I also confused it with Lord of the Rings, which I thought was connected, but it wasn't. So thriller and horror have been changed quite a bit because that psychological element that horror now has. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more horrors appearing in thrillers. 
that used yeah. to be yeah. just in horror. But when stuff like Saw started coming out, exactly. it does mess with yeah. your head yeah. a bit. Yeah. Psychologically. Like, what would you do? I, I will say I did laugh all the way through Saw because... Uh, it was a good film, good well, concept. No, Carrie Alls is in it, and he's Robin Hood Men in Tights amongst <laughs> Princess Bride and all this stuff, so I could not take the film seriously. I think you were probably just watching a DIY video on YouTube. No, no, no. About Saws. He's not, <laughs> no, I was watching a thing about seesaws, but I was basically... I seesaw. Well, Carrie yours, it's just an important thing because me growing up, he was always a comedian character, comic character. And in Dracula, the Bram Stoker one, which we have talked about before Francis Ford Coppola directed, he's in that as kind of a cameo role, right? But in Saw, it's mostly him in the room. He's the doctor in the film. And I just could not stop laughing from start to end because of him. I just couldn't take it seriously. Moving on, so Win, your answer? Within the genre of comedy... Parody. So you think the greatest film genre of all time is parody? Yes, or because... Com- okay, spoof. parody... Yeah, spoof. Right. Because for you to do a good parody film, you have to know the material really well and basically turn on its head mm, in sure. a new way. So, parody. And what comes to mind is kind of all of the old school Stephen Chow films where he makes fun of sort of traditional stories... And you've got things like Spaceballs. Mal Brooks. You know. Yeah, Mal uh, yeah. Brooks. Team America. Yeah, well, team, exactly. You have all the naked gun stuff, and yeah. you also have, in more recent times, Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. It doesn't always yeah. work, but when it works, it's great. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I think Monty Python you could probably throw in there oh, yeah. somewhere yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. League of Gentlemen, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. As movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. So spoof. So we've got Thriller and Spoof, mm-hmm. and now it's me. I still think the greatest genre of all time, because it's probably the broadest genre of all time, would be action. In the sense of the fact that almost everything we're talking about can have that. You can have an action spoof, an action thriller. It's kind of a cheat again. I'm doing a lot of cheat answers here. (laughs) But basically, I think the greatest genre of all time, if you're talking sheer business, is probably still Western. Yeah. Which is interesting because Star Wars is sometimes considered as one. Well, pure business would be Bollywood, wouldn't it? Well, Bollywood's not a genre, essentially. Mm, I suppose, yeah. It's more of an approach. Yeah. You can, it's it's tight because you can actually argue that. Yeah. Mm. Especially when everyone's doing a serious film and then they get up and dance. That That yeah. is a genre. They, they do have their genres within the genre. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought that the horror, Bollywood horror films, I've never seen one personally, so this is ignorance talking, <laughs> but I thought if you get to a point where, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the Mumbai, Mumbai, sorry, uh, Chainsaw Massacre. I, 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 I've been umbopping too much, so I'm a bit, my teeth aren't set. Still got leg pain, kids. All right, it's not fully gone yet. But the uh, the Indian equivalent, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There you go, to be PC. Sorry, everyone in India. I messed up. Sound like Donald Trump there. Um, basically, the whole genre of Bollywood makes me think that there's kids, teen kids, in a Texas Chainsaw situation, Leatherface comes out and starts doing an, a dance number yeah. just before he kills everyone. Now, if anyone seen, it would be it would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because then you've leapt, and this is wrapping it up real well, you've leapt from thriller to spoof <laughs> with action. You see what we did there? <laughs> so we've, we've managed to merge it. So maybe, I think Bollywood follows, a, a, it's an interesting thing, a line that Asian films follow. Back in the day here, 
especially Hong Kong, people can afford to go to the cinema, not frequently. It was literally a once a year, maybe twice a year thing where you save up and you go and see that kind of probably Bruce Lee epic because he was so big out here, you know, uh, basically five, six and everyone was four, two. So he was really big out here. Right. Um, so basically what you got to think is when everyone's saving up their cash to go, they want everything. So you want a bit of comedy, a bit of romance, a bit of tragedy, a bit of action, a bit of whatever. And so films, especially in the 90s, plus 70s, sort of the Shaw Brothers stuff in Hong Kong, they cross so many genres. Like Wynn mentioned Stephen Chow, who, if you're listening in America, you'll know from uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And God, if Hong Kong actually played like that, they'd win every World Cup. But the the point that I'm trying to say is like, you know of him, but you don't know how relevant he is to Hong Kong. He's basically Yamal Brooks and Leslie Nielsen and all of these guys and Monty Python even of Hong Kong. It's a bit dirty, it's a bit rude. It's a bit, uh, well, it's very much non-PC. It reminds me a bit of the Carry On films in the UK, mm. actually. In, in its context. But basically, Stephen Chow uh, movies, they, they cover a lot of things. Sometimes they, they're funny, but then they end on a deep note mm. or something. And it's a tradition here in Asian cinema. The Japanese, just to quickly put this out there, would also do that. Um, they would also mix the uh, genre quite a lot. And the Spanish movies do sometimes, too, especially older ones. So it's been very interesting to see how genres almost evolved because we take the Hollywood blueprint quite a lot. And there's a classic British blueprint too. So it's it's just interesting to see when you're in Asia that they do cross genre quite a lot. And Bollywood probably is doing that for the same reasons. Everyone can't really afford to go, but they still want to go. So it's a treat rather than a daily experience that we can do in, in the UK or the USA. Interesting. That's a, that's a bit of a lesson for you. I'll take my professor hat off. Nod to uh, Money Heist again. Uh, moving along. So here we go. My last question, kids. If you could create an original sitcom that has never been done, what would it be, both in theme and setting? This is a big one. Big one. Am I going first? Yeah. It's a, it is a tough one. I've, I've got a kind of semi-idea of essentially... I want kind of maybe like almost a friend setting. Right. But you've got five chavs. Right. Now, a chav in, in the UK, yeah. just to explain this, pretty much like your hip gangster wannabes in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much that. Only predominantly white, usually. Walk around in full Adidas track suits and baseball yeah. caps. Yeah, yeah. Going, yo, blood, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, it's sort of the West Indies sort of uh, Caribbean gang culture but somehow it's inflicted young yeah. people from rubric anyway yeah, moving exactly. along so <laughs> yes it's a condition but then you put them in a kind of the poshest setting you can find maybe either that you know they've got a flat in knightsbridge this actually starting to sound like the only way is essex to me <laughs> not no not quite because they've got money Sure, 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 sure. So it's poor people, but you're throwing them into rich environment. Or maybe they go to Eton or something like that. Right, right, right. Oh, that's a good one. That, yeah. So so five chavs in Eton. <laughs> yeah. That's the actual series now. Yeah, there you go. But it's a sitcom, not a reality sitcom, right? Exactly. Because it's getting a little difficult these yeah, yeah. days. Right, okay, awesome. All right, that's a great answer. Five chavs in Eton. Yeah. There's your series. So if you're listening ITV, I don't know why I'm on ITV tonight, but if you... <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're listening on ITV, make that happen. It's definitely that's definitely a Channel Four production. Well, it, well, it could be. It could be Channel Four. Well, let's let's stick with Channel Four. BBC Three Midnight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, win. What do you reckon? What's your answer? I I kind of got two. Okay. We'll see if we can help you We'll see if we can. We're not asking you to pitch. (laughs) We're just asking for a general idea. I'm so scared. Yeah, we've got got Um, five chavs and Eaton, so that's good. We're doing all right. Could you set a sitcom on a moving vehicle, like a train or something? You could. You could. It would be a long train trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could. It would essentially be a British train so, if it snows. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's highly possible. Or you could just do the entire sitcom waiting for a train, and that would be real time accurate. Yeah. It'd be kind of like sitcom version of Snowpiercer or something. I don't know. I've actually thought if you want to do ultimate spoof parody thriller action sitcom, it would be called Waiting for a Train in the UK, <laughs> and it would take twenty four years to turn up, <laughs> and the last episode would be the train turning up. Somebody's had my last tuna mayo sandwich from so, W.H. Smith. Oh, isn't that amazing? So dun, dun, dun. we just have people waiting at a train, like most people in the UK we do. I apologise that the train has been delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By 37 yeah, every, seasons. Every single episode would be about a different reason for the train to be delayed. There you go. No, so, that's, that's on the train platform. That's not actually on the train, but yeah. So in a nod back to Audrey Hepburn's finest hours, Wynn has just developed waiting for a train. So there you it's, go. it's like waiting for Godot, but... Not. Well, you see, there you go. That's too classy an answer. Most people don't have a clue what you're talking about. Anyway, it's a play. I think your train one's a winner. So we'll say waiting for a train, 24 years. It's a very successful sitcom in the waiting. So that's it. Mine is obviously, I'm going animated. And I think Britain needs a really decent response to The Simpsons. So I'm going to do the Scots. And it's basically a bunch of Scottish people uh, as an animation. All voiced by Scottish people. Uh, very good. I'm not going to give any... I'm actually working on this. It might actually happen one day. Um, so basically, I'm not going to give too much... But it's basically The Simpsons, but in Scotland. Uh, with very Scottish relevance. Because I feel, being British, the Scottish don't get enough nods. and Especially in comedy. Two, maybe three of the best comedians, especially in stand-up, of all time come from Scotland. Billy Connolly, mm-hmm. Frankie Ball, to name the two that I like the most. Uh, obviously, uh, there's it's just a rich history of, mm. especially Edinburgh Fringe and all this, and they don't have enough back. I think the only film that's really been globally successful from there, we don't mention Braveheart because that wasn't Scottish. Uh, we mention Train Spotting, mm. and I would say Train Spotting would be amazing sitcom, but you've already taken it, Win. <laughs> so I'm basically just saying. Uh, big kudos to Scotland. I think if I ever do this, and it, you might see something on uh, YouTube in the in the distant future when I figure out how to animate, but if I pull this off, I'd be uh, Scotland's number one son. So, you know, I love you, Scotland. You're good eggs. You're good people. As long as you deep fry them eggs, mm-hmm. let's say. So my questions are done. Mm-hmm. So I've got a Simpsons version of Simpsons in Scotland. I don't think there's been a sitcom in Scotland. Not like an animated one. Not animated. I, yeah. I, I just think it'd turn out pretty much like Happy Tree Friends. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we'll see when, <laughs> I, when I make it happen. But I love Wynn's idea for Waiting for a Train, and I love your idea for uh, Five Chavs at Eat, and that's very good. I think we've done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good Good answers, folks. There's uh, three more series coming on TV soon. I'm pretty <laughs> sure ITV is listening. Channel 4 will pick it up if they're not. Anyway, we're moving on. Pete, 
we'll go to you for your questions. I want to know if you're a wrestler, yeah. then what your entrance theme song would be and why. Are you aiming that at me first? Yeah, you go for it. We're going to flip the tables here. <laughs> That's what you're doing, wrestling. Don't, please don't flip the tables. No, no, it's, <laughs> what you, it's pretty much what you're doing, wrestling. Um, well, I've got my stupid answer. My stupid answer, we both got a stupid answer because we have we discussed this quite, quite a lot. My stupid answer would be I feel pretty because no one would expect that. But then I gave this some serious thought, <laughs> serious thought, because obviously wrestling very close and dear to my heart. You can't just make it a parody. There you go, win your favorite genre. Uh, what I've got to do here is I've got to think, right, gimmicks. Because mm-hmm. the entrance is very, very center to your gimmick. Okay. Now, my gimmick would probably either be, because it's never been done, white guy being Japanese, so Ataku, cosplayer, which has never been done in wrestling. And if it was that, it would be TM Revolution, whatever song, because they're an amazing rock band from Japan. Abington Schoolboys is the sort of old band that then he went off solo and went TM Revolution. So it'd be one of those songs, probably Strength, which is famous for being on the, uh, I'm looking for my DVD. Uh, Soul Eater series there you go thank <laughs> god I uh, remember that uh, so it'll be something like Japanese J-Rock something coming in and really gimmick kind of pseudo Japanese otaku guy I think that's a really good character not sure if it's been done in New Japan or something but that's a great character the western answer to that sucks because CM Punk actually took every single entrance theme song I would have used <laughs> Um, but I think I would probably come into, um, I don't know if anyone remembers End of Days, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting Satan, that was the whole thing. A uh, song on that called Slow by Professional Murder Music would be my entrance if I was just your generic Western wrestler. There you go. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. Good work. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I take it very seriously, because, you know, my buddy DDP might be listening, and we love you, Diamond Dallas Page, you're awesome. So, okay, win. Well, I'm not really, like, a wrestling fan or anything, so I had to imagine this as, like, an entrance theme if I was in, like, my own head. And everywhere I entered, I had, you know, a song had to be yeah. played, right? Cirque the Soleil uh, entrance. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I would think Still Alive, which is the theme of Mirror's Edge. It's very euphoric, kind of musical. It's very, it's actually a very good wrestling theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a search, and there's actually quite a few songs called Still Alive. So just to clarify, it's Still Alive by Lisa Minof- uh, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lisa mispronounced the surname, yes. Lisa Miskowski. Oh, right, Miss yeah. Miskowski. Okay. Theme of Mirror's Edge. I thought you were about POD, to be honest. But I will know. just say that Still Alive would be very, very good if you were making a comeback. Mm-hmm. So, like, Edge suddenly turned up tomorrow in wrestling. That could be his theme song. Still live, kids. Anyway, I'm just saying it's cool. Pete, what would yours be? I've got the two as well. I've got the I've got the stupid one, which yeah. would be I wish I was a girl by Violent Delight. That's great. Purely because again, that would just throw everybody off and go, What on earth is he doing here and what is he gonna do to me? But it's politically very, very savvy as well. It's politically days. very incorrect. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's savvy. It's of these times. Okay, so your sensible choice. My sensible choice, it'd have to be Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Probably Nightmare. Yeah, that's good. That's Just a good one. Just because of the power that you'd get coming I'm out. I'm wondering if that's been used. That might have been used. You know more than I do. Yeah. Because I know Avenged do a lot of stuff for WWE. Mm. WWE, thank you. Teeth are now in. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. But that's cool. I think it's a great it's a great response anyway. It's a good mm-hmm. good answer. So Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, fantastic. Still Live by Miss Kosovo no Nova, <laughs> whatever her name is. Mispronounce the surname, sorry Lisa. And for me, definitely professional murder music. Slow. Very good. No one knows this. The LA based band toured with corn, etc. etc. I thought you answered already. I did. I'm just wrapping it up. Okay, second question, Pete. If you could have, with no restrictions, any pet, mm-hmm. what would it be? Well, we've done the T-Rex thing. Yeah. Uh, so I can't bring that back. This is without restriction. Mm-hmm. Wynn's really desperate to answer this. I thought her answer would be you, to be perfectly honest. But, <laughs> yeah. but I would say, without restriction, I would say a Tamagotchi. <laughs> That's what I would say because it's very low maintenance. Doesn't actually make a smell. Low in your maintenance. Yeah, Do you remember for, those things? Yeah, yeah. You just let the battery run out. I no had big, to get my no mum to look deal. after it while I was at school. <laughs> I didn't say I'd be good at looking after it. And we only ever got them to about twenty days before they died. Well, it's an ideal pet. If I can't have a T Rex, I have a Tamagotchi. There you go. Tamagotchi. Nod to Japan. Well done, Winifred. Sadaharu, the giant dog from Gintama. Yes. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> the end. The end, yeah. It bite me in the head an awful lot as well. So, Pete, your answer? I want a hellhound. Oh, yeah? Purely because if you've got some unwelcome guests at the door, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking or the mattress salesman, salesman come round. You can tell and, he's uh, been watching Lucifer, folks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let loose the hellhound. Well, that's it. Well, no, because, you know, he's just sitting in the corner and gnawing on a leg. Mm. And, you know, it's like, oh, don't mind Bubbles over there. He's just gnawing on the last person we didn't like. Well, what think, can I do for you anyway? I think it's a hound just for the hell of it. Exactly. That's very good. Mm. Okay, awesome. Cool. That's a T-shirt right there, folks. It is indeed. So, moving along then. That's a great question. <laughs> I like it. I'd, I'd have to steer away from the T-Rex because that's my default. Mm-hmm. So, Tamagotchi. It's a very close second. <laughs> just as lethal as well. So, yes, your third. Either the best or the worst crime-fighting duo. Oh, wow. If you could create one. Okay. So not a pre-established? No. So this has to be a created one. Mm -hmm. Crime-fighting duo. Best or worst? Sherlock Holmes and Batman. Is that the best or the worst? That's that's the best. (laughs) Sherlock Holmes and Batman, because both of them are amazing detectives, where Sherlock Holmes has weaknesses, Batman doesn't. And where Batman has weaknesses, Sherlock doesn't. So mm. Sherlock's the day, Batman's the night. They both meet up and have a sandwich, probably <laughs> do some opium if you're Sherlock. But Batman, you know, I mean, it's money and resources. Yeah. So I think that's my ultimate crime-fighting combo. You want to know the worst? Go on. The Joker and uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> the Joker because... I'd love to see that. He's the king clown prince of crime, so he's never going to be good at crime fighter. And Ren from Ren and Stimpy. But he knows all the tricks, so he'd actually be probably quite good. Yes, but he wouldn't do it. He's too anarchistic, you see. So he'd be pretty bad at it. But Ren from Ren and Stimpy because he's an idiot. So there you go. Um, That's my answers. Batman and Sherlock Holmes. Beat that, kids. I like it. Beat that. Beat the snot out of that. Probably Deadpool. I don't know. Go for it. What's a really messy or dirty superhero? Uh, swamp, swamp, <laughs> swamp thing. Swamp thing. Yeah, DC Comics. Mm, I don't know enough. Uh, it's a TV series that's been cancelled. Yeah, good. <laughs> swamp thing. <laughs> swamp thing and monk. 
Oh, Monk. Because Monk's OCD, so... Oh, that's good. <laughs> it would good. make the worst that's combo. Really There's your sitcom as well. So that's good. That's what you're not thinking, because they were actually legitimately making Swamp Thing on uh, YouTube, on the Red channel, pre oh. Premium, but it's been cancelled okay. before it really started. Gain traction. It's a DC, lesser-known DC comic book character. They used to be an animation. I was well into it. Anyway, it's all good. Dude, what's yours? I actually, for my worst one, I was thinking real people. And I've come up with Joey Essex. Right. From yeah, the that's, only ways that, Essex. That's pretty bad, yeah. And Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, yeah. You, you'd have you saying, and Joey Essex would be like, oh, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Maybe they got shot with that gun. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Indecision. And then you'd have Donald Trump. Who would just be tweeting about it all the time, <laughs> or, or just about to raid the suspect's house? Just, he doesn't know we're here. Hashtag or state stating the absolute obvious. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely dead in a spectacular way. What an awesome death! Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Making that's a crime good one. fighting great again. I like that you've done real ones, so <laughs> yeah. that's good. Okay, so I've got my best and my worst. Joker and Ren from Did Ren you have Simple. The best? Um, I haven't got around to thinking about no, the best actually. I only did worse. Well, just the worst is fine. I covered everything. So win your final three. Uh, the first one's kind of film orientated, so mm -hmm. suggest a non-English language film to someone who might not be accustomed to watching international films. So someone who's like, you know, they watch yeah, yeah. Uh, mainstream stuff. What would be a good sort for, of foreign intro language, foreign language, foreign language film, film okay. to suggest? As an intro to foreign, well, an alternative to Hollywood. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right, cool. To the mainstream. So you're getting bored of Hollywood's mega hits and you want something that's mm -hmm. a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Groovy. So, Pete, first? Um, the one I'd go for is District 13. Good. Um, which is a French film. Great answer. And um, it's based on parkour or yeah. free running. Yeah. Um, to those who don't know what it is, um, just run around leaping off buildings onto other buildings, essentially. Being a, being a ninja. Yeah. But the, pre today's world. the premise is that... Um, all of the unwanted people have been separated into districts and somebody in government actually puts a bomb in there right? without telling one of the police officers. Don't, don't ruin the story. That's, that, that's, that's the premise. That's, that's the premise. That's, the premise. that's yeah. It's basically Mirror's Edge with a bomb. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. Very good. Cool. That's yeah, a great answer. Film. Awesome answer. Mm -hmm. Winifred? Oh, me? Um, <laughs> well, I would, I'd put three films in front of them and let them choose because, you know, genre <laughs> might be... Uh, mm. deciding factor. So first would be Totoro, mm -hmm. which is a Japanese animation. Studio Ghibli. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. uh, second is Amelie, the French film. Uh-huh. Good, good choice. Very and good choice. And third one, if you're not really into sort of like the calm, artsy kind of thing, then Hong Kong's Infernal Affairs first one. Which is the uh, premise of The Departed. Yes, but, but it's better. It's better. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a trilogy, if people don't know. You just have to watch the first one, but the I first, think. The first, the first one first is basically iconic. what they cover in The Departed, the mm -hmm. first one. Um, okay, so for me, uh, this is really difficult. I, I, there, there's got to be an animation option, which I think like basically changes your view on animation. Because um, some people aren't really, like, they're kind of put off by animation just because they think, well, oh, here's, it's for here's kids. A, here's an interesting thing, because the animation I'd pick is uh, Your Name, because yes. Your Name is basically, I did this with my, my mom and dad, so you have no, like, you know, a cartoon is a kid's thing. Yeah. But when they watched it, it convinced them otherwise. It's actually been an Oscar. I think it won an Oscar, or it was nominated. nominated. But Your Name, which they're desperately trying to turn into a U.S., 
live action film at the moment, your name as an animation in from Japan is probably your perfect entrance mm-hmm. into why anime is such a big deal. It's also an amazing story. It's got kind of everything going on in it as well. Really cool. Uh, so that would be my choice for that. The live action choice gets a bit more difficult because there's so many things I could say. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, a Japanese film called Twilight Samurai. Okay. Which is... Nothing to do with vampires, is it? Uh, no, no, uh, this one isn't. Uh, but there is a Korean <laughs> one that I could say called Blood. But no, it's not that. Um, it's That's Parchan. Uh, big shout out to, to good old Parky, as I call Um <laughs> But basically... <laughs> no, uh, Twilight Samurai is just good because it's basically... I think it's retaliation. It's not. They didn't build it to be this, but it's a very good folksy story from Japan. Probably historically accurate, but not based on anything. It is fiction. If you've seen The Last Samurai, Tom Cruise movie, it's kind of the reality of the situation, whereas The Last Samurai is basically Spider-Man. It's totally stupid. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Twilight Samurai is just really, really good. So I would pick that up. And I actually have one for film students. Um, If I ever go back to teaching at uni, guest lecture or whatever... I would always say Tony Takatani because if you've mm-hmm. ever seen a movie done like that, it will change the concept of film forever. It's amazing. That's the kind of film where you have to watch the making of as well. You need to, film. yeah, because yeah. it, it, the it's not um in you usually a making of would ruin a film. This one actually it actually shows you how much you've been tricked whilst watching a film. Mm-hmm. It's really clever. And that's just amazing. It's a testament to indie filmmaking in the truest sense. Not Hollywood gives you a 20 million budget rather than a 150 million budget, but a true independent. And it's just amazing to see. It's also, it shows you how clever the Japanese are. So big kudos to our listeners in Japan. <laughs> right. So last question, Wim. No. Is that second. it? Second. Oh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I'm sorry. I was so into your one. It seemed like you've asked 50 already. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I'll apologize. Your second question. Rick. I wanted to initiate a discussion on different kind of music formats because there are so many different ways that we can consume music these days, like, you know, YouTube streaming, With Spotify, our as well mm. as <laughs> live or festivals or even, you know, the LPs are coming back. Vinyl. Vinyl. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Best what, kind of so best experience in music like sure. is it CD tape yeah. vinyl whatever because I personally don't really care if it's live or not you know like I, I enjoy live jazz and you know if, if I'm passing through the park and someone's playing an Urhu live that's really cool but for me it doesn't have to be live I'm very happy listening to a CD at home okay, quietly with my headphones boring but so CD yeah. straight up <laughs> your your answer is CD at home. Or music videos, because I enjoy the visual element sometimes. Like concert, the... concert DVDs or music videos? Music videos, not right. concert DVDs. Okay, yes. You've got no patience. I, I don't like live <laughs> no, stuff. That's fine. Good. No patience. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but you should answer second. <laughs> you cannot beat, um, especially especially with rock music, because it's you can get it so into it when you're there. You're not just standing around watching. Well, it's an interactive thing that it Wynn is, hasn't yeah. fully experienced yet. Yeah. yeah, it's an interactivity that you can't get mm-hmm. from just listening on a CD. Whether you're in a mosh pit or whether you've got the band actually interacting with the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, all, there's all sorts of, at, at a proper rock concert. Well, Pete is basically the UK's uh, sponsored uh, download <laughs> go-to guy. 
I might as well be. Yeah, I know. They should make you the mascot of the <laughs> event. I've still got five of the wristbands on exactly. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they're becoming chemically something else right now. They are, but yes. basically, like, um, well, it's just it's an interesting thing. I think concert, it does have its merit for sure. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it is what it is. For me being in a band, it's difficult to say that because, like I say to Pete, there's a lot of tricks of the trade and you can't enjoy that when you're actually doing it. So... It's one of these things that gets ruined over time when you've been in a band that's successful. You can't go to concert. My answer to you, however, would be the hybrid one probably would be going to a concert because for me it's research, but also the energy is insane. When you have a good gig, yeah, it, you never forget it. I mean, it's it's not a pass. It's but it's it's an activity. But if I was to listen to in the best format, I would say just. Uh, my iPod really mm-hmm. um, CDs you have to lug them all around the world iPod <laughs> makes your life a lot easier vinyl but vinyl's the connoisseur that's yeah. if you're the, the wine taster of music and for me I'm not that mm. bothered you know we can get into it dudes we can have a fight to the death but I'm not I'm not that bothered I think the main the main <laughs> difference really between live and not live is that you know, is it a shared experience or is it a personal experience? It's like both. for me, I prefer it is both. It, yeah, it is both. Just to be, just a, a, concert, just me. a concert is both. But I, I understand it's yeah. also what your your impression of the concerts you've been to can because it is difficult. You, you can you can also share those personal experiences. Make it both. Mm. Yeah, you know, like watching um watching Aerosmith. Yeah. The friend, I don't want to miss a thing, means yeah. a lot to him. And you didn't, did you? You didn't miss a thing. I didn't miss a thing. No, though. you didn't miss a single <laughs> thing. But it's also like some bands uh, architect around a live performance oh, in a way you. that you can't get from just listening to their music. Yeah, bands like Ramstein, Tall, or Tool. Nine Snails as well. Yeah. Big stage show. Yeah. And if it's, it's almost like it's a very interesting hybrid of theatre. Rock and metal music is yeah. punk mm. as well. Whereas, say, if you were watching, like, uh, I think if I think if I saw uh, if I saw a performance where it was very theatrical, I'd be swayed. Well, that's I'll tell you one that I was. So. I'll tell you the one that was Michael Jackson Blunt Dance Floor Wembley Stadium. I don't think anything can cap that. Three and three million a gig mm. for a show. Because I'm a bit of a nerd for stage sets budget? and lighting and stuff like that. So yeah, it's sorry, not that. Unicorn Slayer <laughs> just went what? I thought you meant three million people For, then. Uh, three, <laughs> no, I was going to say. I was three, like, you're overestimating. No, no, I think it was 100,000 though. I think yeah, yeah, yeah that all, sounds about it was, right. It was old yeah. Wembley. But I tell you what, man, like, if you want to see theatre crossbreed with music, that guy was that guy was it. I've actually seen it once, um, unusually. It was 30 Seconds to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually used it as an interlude. Is that, is that where song? the probe went down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got The one I that we saw. So. Jared, that's the, the one. Jared Leto probe. So wins five. Sorry, we went on a tailspin. Hi, Jared Leto. I've met you. You're a really short guy, and I love you. And your brother's cool too, Shannon. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, okay. I'm gonna end this episode on a, a, an open question. What do you think of app games? Oh, this is good. This is this is good. I don't really have much thought. I don't like it when people are just you know mindlessly playing Candy Crush on the train and you know or walk into you. I don't like that. Mandy Mush. That's a new game for you. Brain Mush. Yeah. No, what's your take on app games? Because you're not a big video game person, but you you should answer this first because you're actually more active on it. Sure. I mean, I think I I play a couple app games. I mean, not religiously, but for me, it switches my brain off 
like mm-hmm. Tetris, right? So in a way, it's a kind of meditation. That's a time killer. I play these app games, so I I stop my brain from thinking and planning tomorrow's stuff, which I you know will stop me from sleeping. So. Sure, yeah, it's your fidget. Spinner, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I gotcha. All right, peace. Most of mine are fairly similar. I mean, if I'm on a train or somewhere, I'll play a playing Yahtzee at the moment. Mm. Have a quick game of that or whatever. The only one that I'd actually I actually play as a proper game is Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I've still got my music on in the background, mm-hmm. so I've still got something going on. Yeah. Um, and it's actually to be fair, Pokemon, you get your exercise, and it can be a social thing as well. Yeah, you know, me and the, well, it's, me and like, it's and... like a keep fit almost. Like a, it's like a fitness app in a well, sense. You, you have it, to walk. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the game. Doesn't it tell you um, how many steps and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You um, you've got to hatch eggs by walking a certain distance, yeah. um, and obviously you've got to walk around to find the different Pokemon. They they don't just all appear where you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to go to different places. The augmented stuff's pretty steady yeah. out too. It's it is, cool. yeah. 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 I remember when it came out, that was the appealing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it was the go-to, hence it being called. I think that was the closest to World Peace we've ever actually got when that first came out. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there was a few cases of people falling off cliffs though, weren't there? Yeah. <laughs> like really determined <laughs> to get a uh, Pokemon. Yeah. If, if I turn out, that's a good answer, both of you, because uh, basically is your fidget spinner. For me, mine's a little long-winded. If you've got Independent games on the networks, be it Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, I usually switch off on them. And to me, apps are kind of an extension. App games, apart from the physics of a touchscreen where you're using stuff like Fruit Ninja and things like this, which are... Angry Birds. Absolutely like a throwback (laughs) circus carnival game almost. Yeah, yeah. Some of the physics are absolutely breathtaking. Absolutely. You'll, You'll get me saying that, but... A lot of these things are like super gimmick throwback 80s, 90s games that you used to have on a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo even, or Columns is basically Candy Crush. You know, Tetris has been with us since the Game Boy first generation. <laughs> to me, I've grown up through all of that stuff. And the thing that I always try and provide you is because I don't like trends it, it just for trend's sake. A lot of people just get it because their mates have got it or whatever. But for me, I will look at it more like... I grew up waiting for the day that would have Call of Duty, where it was like realistic, super like, you know, almost cinematic. I was waiting for that day. So why would I want to go back to play all the crap that I had to get through to get to there? (laughs) So it's like Spider-Man on the Sega Master System was a piece of garbage. You know, it really was. And now you're playing Spider-Man on PS4. It's no comparison. To me, that's games evolution. App games, however, intrigue me because the light source in the audio on it and the physics are a lot like the arcades that I used to grow up playing, Buster Move and stuff like this. Amazing stuff. But if you have a console, DS, 3DS, whatever, uh, Vita, anything handheld, I think apps are just throwaway. Why, why would you have them on your phone? It wrecks your phone, dudes. What are you doing? You're crazy. Get a handheld. Help Nintendo out. They need you. <laughs> What are you doing, man? You're going to kill the game? No, seriously. Pressure. Pressure, boys. Pressure, girls. I don't know. Anyway, on that on that note, C major or minor or B flat. Yes? We did hint at a question earlier from our uh, one of our listeners. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. I almost, Well, we, we brought him up. This is Will. So our mystery bonus. And this is important because you all got to start asking us questions and comments. We will mm-hmm. answer them all. But this is going back to old Bristol Town with Will. 
And he asked you, Pete, not us, because we wouldn't know the answer. No, this was direct to me. It was direct to you. What did he ask? He asked me what unicorn meat tastes like. What unicorn meat tastes like? And the answer is? I actually think I got my answer the other day when um, when we had a bit of deep fried tofu. Right, right. And what it tasted like was essentially deep fried marshmallow. Deep fried marshmallow. And it had that consistency. Okay. And I think that's what unicorn meat tastes like, deep fried marshmallow. There you go. Mm. So here's the thing. Well, it, With sparkles it, and rainbows coming out your mouth while you're eating it. It absolutely must taste like that because we saw you eating it <laughs> when we correct. were taking the first series. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to say. If you're listening in Scotland, there's a lot of love for Scotland today, and you want to sell something to kids, deep fry your marshmallows, mm-hmm. cover them in all the food colorings you can find in the cupboard, <laughs> and sell it as unicorn meat done you're yeah. welcome i've just helped so many businesses today and i gotta say to end this day on a pun i'm not too happy with app games there we go see you later see you later subscribe to fia gets tubed on youtube for access to all project fia episodes and extras as you know you can find our podcast on all the major platforms including itunes spotify google play podbean and soundcloud Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.